and welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Feel Good Parenthood podcast. Today, we haven't really spoken about this a huge amount, but did you know that all three of us are actually certified sleep consultants? (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, how we actually all connected um because yeah we've, we've never actually a met small part of it all now like it does <laughs> like yeah because <laughs> yeah, we um we've all connected through so I'm I'm the bit I'm the glue that holds the family together so Courtney and I connected first and then um I started speaking to Emma through just some different channels and networking and things and look at what we've made of it so fun <laughs> but <laughs> the um sleep consultant thing so Obviously, you know, we are the first to admit that um, the sleep world is a real minefield. So, (laughs) oh, the sleep world, the sleep world's a minefield. So today we're actually going to be talking to you. And this is a really important topic. Like if you share any of our podcast episodes, please share this one because it needs to get out there. And we're going to be talking about (laughs) every tired mom about what the hell is sleep training? Okay, because this, oh my goodness, there's so many, so much false information that gets thrown around. And like, don't get us wrong. We know that there are some real cowboys out there in the sleep world. Like there, it's an unregulated industry. So you don't actually need to have any training to call yourself a sleep consultant, which is criminal. Like I actually compared sleep consultants the other day to baristas. Like there are some fucking epic baristas out there who totally. make the most incredible <laughs> coffees that'll blow your mind there are others that'll burn your taste buds off for life yeah totally. but i feel like that that's in every every single industry though like there's yeah, there are yeah. there are great doctors and there are shit doctors there are great um, teachers and there are shit teachers there are great you know like every industry yeah. there are yep. shades of of gray and what yeah. is good and what is not so good however i think that within because because sleep world isn't regulated, there are no checks and balances to make sure that people mm. are not saying things that they shouldn't be saying. And within that in itself, even calling yourself a certified sleep consultant and doing a certification in it, the the varying degrees of the quality of yeah. those um those courses and those certifications is massive. Yeah, they're also unregulated as well. Is that just because you're experienced and you've been a sleep consultant for a long time actually doesn't mean that you're up to date with the latest research and the latest Mm. research around sleep and child development and all of those things actually Mm. like discredits most of the research that was done, you know, before the 90s, before the 80s. So you really have to, you know, be able to take that information and, and make your own decision. As a mum, you know, yeah. trust your own intuition as to where you're I at think... and, you know, what is sleep training, I guess, comes down to being an opinion. So when you can take mm. all of that information and go, okay, well, what's sleep training to me? Yeah, <laughs> totally. But we're yeah. going to sort of talk about it from our perspective today and we'll probably do another episode at some point on how to pick a good sleep consultant because, like we said, there are – we're not saying that we're the best ones for everybody. Like, obviously, we're very good at what we do. Um, again, like <laughs> If we do, that's awesome. <laughs> no, but, like, we do, we do take it upon ourselves to, you know, to keep up to date with trading. We're constantly redeveloping. We – are actually business coaches for sleep consultants as well. So we are very on top of this stuff. Um, and we learn from each other but, as well. Yeah, we do. So, yep. 
Yeah. yeah, we're always open to that. And we're sort of not really very stuck in our ways. In fact, we kind of tend to reinvent the wheel every every little while. <laughs> but magical um, unicorns forever changing. <laughs> yeah. But it is it is important to sort of pick someone that you vibe with with this sort of stuff because like opinion and bias is always going to come into it, always, that you can't avoid it because it is a very personal thing, especially when you're talking to other mums. But here's look, here's some stuff about what sleep training is in in a general sense of the word. So when we're talking about the current climate for sleep, we have generally got the people on one side, and I'm going to go sort of like left wing, right wing on you here, but we've got the one side who are very, you know, you do exactly what the child needs. You follow every single cue. You do not ever manipulate their sleep at all. We co-sleep, we breastfeed to sleep. We wake up, you know, every half an hour with them all night long, if that's what they need. And we don't ever change it. They will grow out of it. And that's biologically normal. Then you've got the other <laughs> side who, and this is a scale. <laughs> I just like, I can't even keep a straight face when I, I hear know. that now. I'm just like, does this my is, head hurt? This, this is, is the, the scale. that should be on YouTube while we're there like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it unopinionated, shall we? Look, professional. Um, we'll professional. Hold Hold opinions to the end. Then we've got the other end of the spectrum who are very 1960s about this. You know, your children should work around you. You put them in a room at seven o'clock and close the door and don't come back until 7 a.m. Like they have to, Emma's trying not to laugh again. They, you know, like their feelings and emotions don't come into it. You know, you're training them to, you know, to, to know what to do when it's a behavior. Okay. So these are the sort of real extremist views that we've got within the sleep world. Then you've got a lot of us who hang out in the middle. Like we may be sort of, you know, a little further to the left, a little further to the right, but we tend to hang out in the middle. I would honestly, firstly, be avoiding anybody who is on one of those extremes because in my opinion, (laughs) opinion, they work for some children, but they're not going to work for everybody. What you want is a sleep consultant who can slide that scale depending on what your child needs so some children may need that more sort of like responsive you know and and we we believe that sleep training is responsive we'll get into that but you know that that sort of more uh, like high touch kind of kind of help and others do need a little bit more space but you need somebody who's not just shouting out that every single family should be co-sleeping and breastfeeding to sleep because it just doesn't work for some kids and this is how we see people get trapped into situations that are not serving them but when we're talking about sleep training it is not to us cry it out strict routines and never leaving the house, not making eye contact, completely severing connection, you know, just shutting your child up because you can't be bothered dealing with them and not responding to them at night. Okay. That's a really archaic view of sleep training. And honestly, it needs to be thrown the fuck out with the whole like 1960s housewife thing. So (laughs) yeah, but people (laughs) still, people are still saying that that's what we do and it's not, and they paint us as monsters and you know, and there's, get, and there's like, also like that that um, theme amongst that side as well that it's just like, and they'll paint it as that that they're a gentle sleep consultant, that they're a responsive mm, sleep mm, consultant, and then they this is their marketing ploy, and then they get you in, and then they're witches, like yes, and they're, yeah, they're using and things like that. Sliding scale, mm. like that you talked mm, about, mm-hmm. Steph, and and again, this is my opinion, but I honestly believe. <laughs> That if you can't slide that scale as a sleep consultant, there's two things going on. 
A, you're projecting your parenting style onto every Mm. single client that you're working with because you don't see any value in any other parenting styles. Mm. And the second one, and I'm going to (laughs) say She went there. (laughs) I'm like nervous. Is lack of fucking education. Like if you honestly believe that it's either waited out or cried out, Mm. You don't have enough education to be a sleep consultant. You don't 100%. understand child development. You don't or, or to even comment on on the industry, yeah. like in yeah. general, like it's really interesting. It's so even just being out in like mum circles, and they're like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I do sleep support and um, parenting consulting." And they like some people will just balk at the fact yeah. that you're a sleep consultant and. Um, and I think that that's, you know, like that's just the industry because it's parenting and it's babies and people have got really hardcore black and white opinions on parenting and babies and what should and should not be done and this, that and the yeah. other. And I think the beauty of actually being in between is that mm. you can tailor your support or you can find a solution for your sleep issues with mm. a consultant who knows how to work f- for you. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's just about being able to go, like we, none of us, the three of us anyway, are cookie cutter um, no. strategists. Like it's no. literally, let's take something and make it work for your family, you know? Totally. And but I think it's that- just, it's not this rigid shit that it's made to be or sound like. It's not. And yeah. I've got a, I've actually got a good story from my own life here, which is why I actually became a sleep consultant. Like when I had my second baby, I really got sucked hard into that whole, you know, I have to be responsive. I have to be nearby, you know, I have to be with him. And I always have to like breastfeeding to sleep is natural and normal. And he was waking up hourly. We were co-sleeping and I was literally like how I would get him to sleep would be to stand at the edge of my bed and bounce myself from standing to sitting, standing to sitting to get him to sleep. And mm. when I, when I, like, I eventually got to like seven, eight months and I was like, man, I can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. And I ended up, oh yeah, I was just, I was so tired and I couldn't cope with it. Like I don't cope well with no sleep. But when I enlisted the help of a I professional who wasn't emotional about the situation, she's like, yeah, your kid wants space. And literally <laughs> within a night. So I, I'll like full disclosure here. I use like fervor or space soothing with, with him, which I tried on my daughter. And she was like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> Get back in here and love me. Um, even now she's almost two and I can't leave the room because she just gets so upset. And, you know, again, this is a really good, I think that the fact that all three of my kids are so different has made me able to really slide that scale super well. Mm-hmm. But why are you with that, temper- that temperament guide guy? <laughs> yes, our temperament guide, yes. Um, but when I tweaked to that and thought, oh, my goodness, he doesn't want me near him, uh, within a day, I shit you not, within a day, he went from waking up hourly and catnapping to having really good naps. He slept a nine-hour stretch on the second night. And mm. I was just like, why didn't anybody tell me that this could be a thing? I was just, mm-hmm. I was reading all this stuff about like I was going to damage attachment and I was going to uh, break him and I had to be responsive. <laughs> but I was like, okay, cool. But like, what about my older child? What about like, you know, our family was What about you? What about you? It's like it's it's like it's baby to the expense of all else and you have to just wait it out. You have got zero mm-hmm. control. You are not the leader in the home. You are not allowed to set any routines or schedules or rhythms to your day. You have to follow 
and infants cues, which at the end of the day is a huge amount of responsibility for a baby who's not got the brain development to be able to indicate what they actually want and what they need like (laughs) that's what like what are we doing that's ridiculous just about every single client i think that i've ever worked with particularly Mm. when they do have a very gentle approach to parenting Mm. is you need to understand that your baby very much like if i talk about the first year is an extension of your nervous system right yes so your nervous system is shot to shit what chance do you have of regulating your baby's nervous system? Yeah, like they, they have actually, actually been connected to you with that umbilical cord for nine months, for 40 weeks. And yeah, then we talk yeah. about that point of separation as being like, well, now they're separate and it doesn't matter anymore. But, you know, energy energy comes outside of our body. I'm not yeah, going to go away. But yeah. it does extend outside of our body. And if you are not okay as mum, you're not you're not going to be able to make your baby feel okay either. So but this if you also are comes sitting in. and waited out as a shell of a human, don't, don't be scared to bring it back into the middle. Yeah, and you know, lastly on this this point, you can't just follow your child every time. You need to be a parent. And at the end of the day, this is why we don't do gentle pairing. We do respectful parenting. We're like, sure, I'll follow your lead. I'll follow your cues. But at the end of the day, if what you're doing is not working for you, I'm not just going to wait for the next three years until you're like all of us are, you know, chronically sleep deprived and chronically depressed and all of the things to go, "Mm, actually, maybe I need to take the lead here. Like you are the parent, be it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say as well, like like you can take – Oh shit! Now my thought has gone from my brain. Um, oh, it was such a good one as well. <laughs> Write it down, Courtney. I hate that. I know. It'll come I back to you. Damn. But oh, you know, I speak oh. to mums all the time, and they're like, you know, I want to, I want to follow my child's cues, and I want to let them lead. And I'm like, yeah, how's that working out for you? And they're like, oh, you know, they just don't really seem to sleep, and they're always cranky. And I'm like, so, do you think that that's, that's what I was going to say? Yeah. Yes. Happy yeah. Days. Because you said, yeah. There we go. Here it comes. Um, you said like, if this isn't working for you, then you can change it. Because if it's not mm. working for you, you can actually be quite sure that it's not working for your child. Because I don't care okay. how many holistic people come out and say that waking every hour or half hour or two hours is biologically normal. It's not biologically not. normal. No, it's, not it's not because there's past, something that's getting in the way yeah past, of your child being able to do like, stuff to our nervous system right yeah <laughs> newborns is newborns is okay guys we're different, not talking about different newborns world. here we're talking yeah. about older children um so like six months plus if your child is still waking up hourly every two hourly night after night after night after night that is not normal there may and, never, and even talking to newborns if your newborn is waking up hourly and screaming the house down and really hard to settle. And, you know, air quotation, purple crying. Yeah, purple Mm. crying is not good, guys. No. It's not not normal. We go back to the 80s. It was normalised, you know. I still hear Mm. midwives say that purple crying is normal. I'm like, no, it's fucking not. Your child is not okay. So there's other things going on that you're going to need a specialist support and and it's not going to come from your GP. Yeah. And unfortunately, like, you know, we we like Emma's Emma's no. dove di- oh, dove divin dove. How do you, I don't even know how you say that? Dived. She, what, what are you dived. To say? That's the one. Far out. <laughs> dived. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> Can you tell we're dealing with early morning wakes in my house at the moment? Um, she's she's dived down a bunch of rabbit holes and she's read a lot, but like, unfortunately for me, I have lived this where, yeah. and and we'll talk about these stories another day, but you know, the the whole, my, my second child thing, he actually had like a, a tongue tie and was intolerant to some things. And I didn't know because I was told that it was biologically normal for him to be because waking Because there like are a that. lot of sleep consultants out there that discredit tongue ties. Yeah. Yes. Like honestly, there's, he, there's people that work, like there's midwives, IBCLCs, like people who are specialists oh, totally, in the their whole field thing. who still put the advice out to be so confusing and so contradictory. Yeah. But mm. like just make sure you're getting quality advice on that stuff is what I would say. But to what you were saying before, Steph, about leading, like as a parent, sometimes you need to lead and sometimes you need to follow, but you actually need to do both. You can't be a parent and only lead or only follow. You have to know when Mm. to lead and when to follow. Yeah. And it's a and relationship. It's, it's, it's about being attuned yeah. to your child and and yeah. also feeling um I think sometimes like the the fear around the leading is because they you don't know what the fuck you're doing. They exactly. <laughs> so you're indecisive. So you've got no idea what to do or how to lead. And so that's why you go, Oh, I just follow my babies. Do you know what I mean? Like it kind of just yeah. becomes the it's default. Easier, right? You just fall into default because it's like mm. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same. I have guys, the conversation a lot around routines when people are like routines mm-hmm. are bad, and I was like, yeah. yeah well, as not. like you know, as a woman before I had babies, I loved a fucking routine. You know, I worked mm-hmm. a, my job like I had a routine in the morning and routine in the night. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, when I put a bit of routine into my life again as a parent, my baby fucking loved it because guess what? They lived mm-hmm. for forty weeks. They yeah. lived routine. Yeah. So she exactly. wasn't, she, and even now, she's not a go with the flow person. She is a let me set my shit up and get organized and do my things, have my process, That's and I feel right. good. And without and it's, that, it's our job to be able to create that predictability and that security and that consistency for our kids because they're not having to guess. They don't no. have to guess. What am I doing now? What? You're trying to put me down? No? Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Heard. Like, yeah. we're just confusing our kids more often than, like, yeah. we probably want yeah. to. That's it. And when it comes like, to listen- sleep, we want them to be safe and held yes. and calm and relaxed yes. going into sleep not like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah mm. if 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 parenting this way following your child's lead is working for you we're not saying that you have to change it okay if no if it's if it's and you know what honestly at the end of the day there will be some point where what like following your child's lead is not going to work for you like end of you are mm. never ever going to get through your life without having to any up and take the parent reins back at some point but if what you're doing is working for you sweet so to us what is sleep training sleep training is the umbrella under which we are taking control of our child's sleep in some way and making changes so if things are not working in your household it may be as simple as implementing routine or rituals or changing their sleep environment or like all of those. It can of be things. Not- all of those. Mm. It's like the whole puzzle. It's like the whole yeah. puzzle picture. And you've got to make yeah. sure that all those little pieces are in their right spots for things to mm. actually start to, because as much as we think, because I think we're sleep consultants, so we know this stuff, sleep can be really simple. It can also mm. be really fucking complex. And when you don't be. have all of the information mm. um, 
just changing one or two things is not going to make a great deal of change for you or your child, right? But when you've got all of the pieces, and this is the thing that I think all three of us are as well, it's a very holistic picture. We are Mm. asking you the right questions because Mm. we want to know that when we recommend strategies, supports, interventions, um, you know, all of these things, that they're actually going to work for you. But if you've got other stuff in the way and those things Mm. first have to be um, resolved, Mm. then, then, like, then it doesn't matter what um, kind of interventions or whatever you're given, uh, sleep's not going to go and get better. But it's all about being asked the right freaking questions as well. Yeah. And this yeah. is exactly why I will not give settling advice without a full picture, because in my opinion, it is immoral. Because if yeah. I am telling you, hey, listen, yeah, your child sounds like the type of child that would like space. And like, guys, if you want settling advice, like go to Google. There's plenty of it on Google. We're not making up. Well, actually, I am making shit up these days, but like, you know, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not made up. It's informed, um, babe. <laughs> it's informed. It's, it's come from experience, but like, if you are trying to settle your child and you say you're trying to like move away from feeding to sleep because you've decided that you don't want to do that anymore for whatever reason, and you've decided to go with like fervor, for example, I'm just using that as an example, or even cry it out if that's what you've chosen to do. And your child has had awful naps that day. They haven't really had enough connection time. Their feeding is off kilter. You know, something like that is going on. It won't work or if it does yes. it's going to cause your child extra stress so like and when like when you see like, when you see people say oh, i've done cried out for three nights or three weeks and nothing's changed and i'm like that's because you're missing some really major pieces like your settling yeah. strategy is the final piece of your puzzle yeah it yes, is the last well. thing that should be considered before yeah. you come in like before you do anything so if you're starting there of course nine times out of ten it's going to fall flat on its face and that's why sleep training gets a bad rap because people yeah, think yeah, it is it just work. the settling no, strategy yeah. sleep training is yeah. not something like there's a lot of things in life and in parenting that you can reverse engineer sleep training is mm. not one of them you have no. to start at the beginning and you know sleep training is one of those things that i i suppose for me it is you know it's about getting all of those pieces of the puzzle and then mm. actually taking the lead you know, yes. mm-hmm. training is about learning and then applying that learning. So if we can learn about sleep, how it functions, how it should and mm. shouldn't function, mm. um, and then taking the lead on that, that's yeah. kind of, you know, what sleep training is. And if you're going to work with a consultant, definitely make sure that they know, you know, they, they're, they're able to work on that sliding scale. And if, yeah. You know, let's be honest, we've all seen within training groups and mums groups, all the likes, people who are, you know, they're doing a fervor, like a, a controlled crying space boothing or mm-hmm. even extinction where they're putting their babies down to cry. And if they're crying for really, really prolonged periods, that's your first sign that that's a problem. It's the wrong thing. You know, whether it's yeah. something mm-hmm. else in the way, it's not matched to who they are, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you're going down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is crying for crying's sake. And that that isn't the stuff that we want to be happening because we, the ultimate goal for a consultant is actually like the least amount of crying because you cannot, um, you cannot get a child to sleep when they are in a sympathetic um, nervous system state. So that's like like really heightened state. You, they have to be in a parasympathetic nervous system state in order to be able to fall asleep. So we always want the least amount of crying, the least amount of upset for everyone. 
which is yes. why you have to have everything all of the information before you even come to the settling strategy. Yeah. And like, honestly, working with a sleep, what well, a good sleep consultant, mm. we should preface with by saying that a good sleep consultant, it's going to cut down how long this takes for you mm. by a really, really large amount. Because again, like something that's my zone of genius is temperament. Like I'm really good at it um, <laughs> for just from working with uh, having my own different children and reading through things. It's something that really interests me. And it's something that is within our feel good sleep and feel good toddlerhood courses. I have put together some temperament stuff in there for you guys to sort of, you know, get to know your own child. But I am like the questions that I ask are specifically so that I know what to recommend where. So if you've got a highly distractible mm. child I'm going to recommend different changes in their environment than if you don't have a really like if your kid just doesn't really give a shit like that then it doesn't matter so this yeah. sort of stuff like it all comes together in this beautiful neat little bow but when we're talking about like settling methods even when, once we get to that part of the puzzle if a sleep consultant's telling you things like I mean this is this is again my opinion I don't like timers because I feel like they um disconnect you from your intuition i don't like that if it doesn't feel right then it probably isn't and and you just we're not don't have that... to use a timer yeah yeah no. you don't There's like this, use your gut it's just one yeah. Yeah. Mm. it's one it's one tool and some people like it but mm -hmm. you know if it feels wrong and if you feel like you should be picking up your child go pick up your child fuck man yeah. like don't ask me if you can pick up your baby of course you can pick up your baby but yeah like you know things like we want to we want to make sure that when we are settling we are being really responsive and we are making eye contact and we're we're connecting with our kids and we're helping them to feel safe because if they are not safe and comfortable they are not falling asleep okay they're mm. passing out so yeah. like will there be protests of course started on the they don't like Ooh. yeah that's another episode <laughs> oh, that's, it is. that's um, another one and i'm like it's another yeah. word that they don't like oh they'll just say that your child's protesting and it's like well they're allowed to. They are. They're and they do to, yeah. protest because this is something different and change is sometimes a little bit hard. Doesn't mean that they can't mm. cope. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you no. can't get through it. It's just yeah. Yeah. such a wild the no, world. The no yeah. crying thing for me, like, I, again, you know, I'm coming from this of the side of I've got a two, four and five year old now. But if you are trying to keep your child happy all the time, like, good fucking luck to you. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> the you, stuff if, that might... It's just when it comes happen. to crying, like realistically, it comes back to our childhood and the fact that we aren't like that we aren't comfortable in the hard feelings. Mm. We're not comfortable with crying. Mm. We're not comfortable with anger. And when we see somebody in those states, the first thing we want to do is shut it down. So mm, yeah. if you are extremely triggered by crying, I would say stop trying to control your baby's emotions and start looking at yours. Yes. It's, mm. it's hard. It is hard fucking work. It is but hard. it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it is, and it's, yeah, it's you know it's and there's no magic again, wand. I feel like that no. needs to be put in here for this whole sleep training thing. No. There's not a magic wand. Like some clients will come in and it'll be a really easy fix. No worries. Yeah. There's not as ones. much. Yeah, I know they're great. They're so, so good, super easy, right? But yeah. oh, more often than not, things are a little bit more complex. So it's not a magic mm. wand. Like you can't just be given a magic wand and think that that's oh, fine. You know, we'll get it sorted. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing as well: the sleep aids and things that are available. Mm. Like they're they're the number one. Like the marketing is amazing because you think you buy oh. this one thing and then all of your sleep issues are solved. It's a silver like, bullet. Oh, no, that's not the case. Um, I'm getting it's slammed not. at the moment with some little sticker that you put on their mattress, a sleepy patch or mm. I don't know what it's called. Oh, yeah, I was like, I've a seen sticker that one on a mattress. That's going to yeah. help them. Okay. 
interesting. I'd love to see the research behind that. (laughs) Yeah. It amuses me a lot that people will literally spend thousands of dollars on sleep aids, but will, yeah, but like don't have the money to hire a sleep consultant. It's like you, if you're looking for a silver bullet, like I'm probably the closest thing you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's don't the, don't like go and buy a sticker or a diffuser or a magic mm-hmm. comfort toy. Go and spend somebody, go and spend money on somebody having three, get four, educated. five years worth of education on the topic. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. And then get educated 100%. yourself and somebody that's going to yeah. actually like give you what you need to go forth with that information as well. Cause mm-hmm. it's are you going to take your car to a like... mechanic or are you just going to buy yeah. a uh, screwdriver and sort it out yourself? Yeah. I know what yeah. I'm going to do. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, you know, look, to to wrap up, guys, if you're struggling with your child's sleep, please, 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 for the love of fucking God, find, like, go through the sleep consultants on Instagram. There are a lot of, there's a lot of us, okay? There really are a lot of us. Mm. Um, We have 20 that we could actually recommend to you, ladies. I was going to say, head over to the the Sleep Coach Society's page and check out the members. members. But you know, we encourage you to like go through their go through their posts and see what sort of stuff they they recommend, what sort of stuff is in their general stuff. See if you vibe with them. Most of us offer free fifteen minute consults, and that's kind of like for me, it's a vibe check. Like I want to make sure that I vibe with you and that I can help with you. But it's mm. it doesn't have to be this way. If your child is waking up multiple times a night and you're a shell of a human, but you're worried that you're going to like break attachment, like attachment takes years and years to build, and it's lots and lots of micro moments, like. Mm. changing the way that you settle your child like attachment is not that fragile it really isn't Mm. and if it's done right you can do it in the most respectful beautiful way that just feels really good so it can actually help because then you're not a shell of a human who can't interact or be present with your child because you're so fucking tired Mm. um but we could we could go on about this all day but we will wrap it up there so we hope that this has cleared some stuff up for you we will be doing more stuff about sleep um, in future. So please let us know what you took away from this episode. We would love to know if you want us to riff on anything else because we can riff on sleep all day. Um, but if there's any sort of questions that you really want answered, please flick them through on our um, Instagram. And like I said at the start, share the shit out of this, please, because we just want to get that message yes. out there that you do not have to suffer mm-hmm. endlessly because somebody on a Facebook group has told you you have to. So thank you for joining us once again, and we will see you next time. See you next time. We hope this episode has encouraged the shit out of you. If you have loved it as much as we've loved recording it, then rate our show, screenshot, share, and tag us. And you can find us at feelgoodparenthood underscore on Instagram. See you next time.